young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? We are back with another edition of Ike Mac and Memes. Once again, Ike Jones filling in for Mike G today. Powered by the War Report. If you guys want to listen to more War Report content, of course you can do it right here on the Auburn Express or you can go to our YouTube channel. We are the War Report on YouTube, but as always, joining for this wonderful podcast, I have my guy Auburn Memes and my girl Brandy Mack. What's going on, guys? How y'all feeling today? Feeling great. It is an awesome day here in Nashville. Coming into a week where Auburn didn't lose the previous weekend, we're basically on cloud nine right now. Yes, it's pretty good to have an off week right here. Well, we're going to get into our conversation really quickly. We're going to amend our boss toss and loss list. Coming back from the bye week, going into Arkansas, uh, a lot of Auburn fans already checked out on the season. Not the three of us. We are still going strong. Orange and blue blood pumping through our veins. But we got to take a retrospective look at what we did before the season started. Now, I wasn't on the podcast episode where you all talked about it, but we did do a version of this on our YouTube channel. So I do have my boss toss loss list pulled up here. And uh, let me start with mine. Let me start with my list of what I had and where I have gone disastrously wrong with this thing. Um The only loss, surefire loss that I had on my thing here was Georgia. Georgia was the only loss that I had on mine. In my toss column, however, I had A&M, Penn State, LSU, Arkansas, and Alabama. Now, we know Penn State was not even close to a toss-up game. We got obliterated in that game. LSU, I guess, I mean, you could say that that was a pretty good call on it being a toss-up. It was a close enough game that we could have won that. And we haven't played the other three yet. Um, but but for my boss column, the one that I missed on the worst was Ole Miss, right? Like, that was a game I had that I thought we were going to win. We did not. But the other ones that are on there, um, Mercer, San Jose State, Missouri, those are wins. But Mississippi State is on mine. So the question we're asking each of us is, Do we want to amend any of those so far? Not moving around the ones, of course, that we've already done. Looking at how Auburn's playing so far, the one that I want to move is I want to swap my Mississippi State and my Arkansas. I'm going to move Mississippi State to a toss and Arkansas to a boss because I think we can win that football game. How do you guys feel about that? I know you've got your own predictions that you want to make, but am I crazy? Arkansas win, or should I just keep it in the toss? 
I I think we have a chance to be Arkansas this weekend. I think it's going to be a really close game. I expect it to be a one-score game. Vegas expects it to be less than a football or a touchdown score game, too. Uh, the spread's three and a half in favor of Arkansas. Um, yep, Auburn plus three and a half is the spread this weekend. ESPN Power Index actually has Auburn winning right now, though, which is crazy. That is interesting. It's it's really interesting sometimes how ESPN and Vegas line up. Um, but I think this weekend's a really great chance for Robbie to showcase his arm. Everybody knows that Arkansas is one of the worst pass protection defenses in the country. Um, so I'm excited for that and looking forward to that part of it. Um, I'm not sure our defense can stop their offense. So I'm expecting kind of a high a high scoring game on both sides of the ball. But I like that. I like keeping Arkansas in the boss column. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that was mine. Again, Ole Miss was the one that I missed on completely. Well, I I guess you could say Penn State I missed on completely as well. But those two didn't turn out to be anything close to what I thought they were going to be. But let's move on here. Memes, let's take a look at your list. And what are the things that you missed on? And what are the things that you feel like you want to swap around here? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I got to publicly ask for forgiveness for putting Ole Miss and Penn State on the boss column. I think that's like <clears throat> knocking on the door of 50 points that uh, we got beat by total there. Hmm. I don't want to look at the specifics to know if I'm right. I'm just going to kind of cry as I think about it. So yeah, that, uh, that in hindsight, that didn't age well. Now, it's funny because just due to the fact that it was pretty much four quarters versus three quarters, even though Auburn did lose by 14 points, I feel like the eye test made that game feel like it was just a little bit closer than it was due to the fact that Ole Miss really rallied behind. It took an, a recovered onside kick to really put that game away for them where Auburn really started going tit for tat with them through three quarters of the game. Yeah. So, and then Penn State, just after the second half, we know what kind of meltdown that was. But we still uh, we saw Mercer. We still have San Jose on there. Boss those. We got Western Kentucky on there. We got Missouri on there, which was, I don't know if we'd call that a boss. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, we, don't have, we, we don't have a column for what that game was, but yeah. it was still a W, so we'll keep it there. I have our remaining, our big three games, and toss for Arkansas, Mississippi State, A&M. Of course, Alabama's in that loss column. Just going to, spoiler alert, that's not, that's not going anywhere. Uh, if Arkansas is not in the boss column at this point, I'm just I'm just moving everything to loss, and I'm even going to put Western <laughs> Kentucky to a toss. If if this one's not Auburn matches up really well, you've got a bye week <clears throat> to get right. And Arkansas, I'm just going to kind of throw this out there for everybody: twenty four points, thirty points, twenty seven points. That was the Missouri State, twenty three points. 49 points, 40 points, 35 points. Those are all the point totals that Arkansas's defense has given up this season. The jury is on them. Their defense is not good. And Auburn has shown when it's not playing a good defense, they can definitely move the ball. They can get the run going. They can really run that offense how they want to run it and control the game, and it's at home. Tank's eating. He ate against Ole Miss. Ole Miss doesn't have a good defense. Arkansas's defense worse than Ole Miss's defense so if you can get that game how you want it to be you got it at home you can control the tempo there's really no reason that offensively you shouldn't be able to do what you need to do you got to have a good enough plan to keep KJ KJ Jefferson contained 
this game in hindsight should be matching up very, very well for Auburn, especially with the time they have to rest. So because it would be it would be cheating if we just moved everything to toss up. We're not going to do that. We're going to be a little spicy for this one. Yeah, I'm putting Arkansas and boss. Uh, I am almost really leaning to even moving Mississippi State to a loss at this point. I just do not Hmm. feel good about that one. So I might even just go ahead and do that to be extra spicy. I'm going to go ahead and just move Mississippi State to a loss. It's on the road. Mississippi State's got a very veteran defense. Auburn, just the air raid style has just not been good for them. Uh, I mean, that is a, that is an offensive style that is just going to extort some bad linebacking play, which, as we discussed last episode, it's been a problem for Auburn. Don't love it. I'm going to move Mississippi State to loss. I... I'm going to keep A&M at a toss, even though you could really argue with the boss of the direction they're going. We just had the word about them just suspending more players. I just think A&M really should be a toss. If you're just looking at talent and everything else, I just think right now that program, as it stands this day, is just derailing. It seems every day, every week that goes by, they're just in worse and worse shape. So I, I just can't help but think toward the end of the season, if that A&M team has got any dog left in them, that they just haven't straight up giving up. We're going to keep Western Kentucky in the boss. So that's how we're going to do it. Arkansas boss, Mississippi State loss, Western Kentucky boss, and then we're going to keep A&M in the toss. And that would be how I would amend my boss toss and loss chart. Now the question is, am I happy with that? I don't know. <laughs> still not. Jerry's still out of how I feel about that. Would I take it if given the chance? I mean, we're down bad right now, so I guess so. Um, the, the morale, the morale is not high, so just just knowing that we can uh, get one for sure. SEC went in there and a, probably another good one. Just give us, just give me competitive losses, and I'll I'll, I'll probably feel okay about that. So, uh, yeah, mic drop. That is my that is my amended boss toss and loss. Yeah, I mean, not sure. terrible, right? Like, I mean, it if 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 what we've uh, envisioned right now from the list that we have remaining, and we still got Brandy's left to do. Uh, I'm going to let you jump in here in a second. We, we get to a bowl game with that, and we have an opportunity to go out on a high note, hopefully, in a bowl game. But, Brandy, let's get yours in here. BMAC, come and talk to us about where you went wrong, where were you right now. She was actually really on it here, uh, it seems yeah. like. But talk to us. So, in my last column, I have Georgia and Alabama. So, Georgia, we obviously already lost. In my toss column, I had LSU, which was a toss-up game, and Mississippi State, which we haven't played yet, and then Penn State, which was not really a toss-up game. That was a just flat-out loss. Um, and then in my boss column, I had Mercer, San Jose State, Mizzou, AM, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Western Kentucky. So I like memes, and Ike was also pretty off on Ole Miss there. Um, but, hey, I'll, I'll take it. We had a nice win streak against them, I, you know. It is what it is. Um, So just the remaining games that are left on the schedule, I am probably going to have something similar to what memes has now, but I'm, I'm keeping Arkansas in the boss column. I think we have a good shot to beat them this weekend. Um, Similar to Ole Miss, you know, we do have a a nice win streak going against Arkansas. Um, I think we have more talent on our team. I am a little worried that their linebacker play might give our offensive line a little bit of fits. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep them in the boss column. I think that this is a very winnable game to get us at least kind of on track to hopefully becoming bowl eligible. Um, A&M I have in the boss column. I'm actually 
going to keep them there in the boss column. Like Memes mentioned, there's a lot of off-the-field issues going on with a and Their it. offense is not good at all. So um, as long as our offense can show just a little bit of competence against them, um, I think we have a good chance to win it. It's at home. Um, I'm keeping that in the boss column. I'm sticking with my Arkansas and my a and there in the boss column. Um, Western Kentucky, um, I actually think I might change Western Kentucky to the toss column. Wow. Yeah. Western Kentucky has actually played a pretty decent schedule in their conference play this year. They don't have Bailey Zapp anymore, but they still have a really high powered offense. And so I actually think that they can kind of give us a little bit of trouble at home in a spot where we may not be able to be eligible when we play them, depending on what we do and don't win. Um, so, you know, if there is any fight left in us, um, not sure. But I'm actually going to put Western Kentucky in my toss. I needed to put kind of a hot take out there. And I think that that game um, is going to be a little bit more difficult than what fans might expect. Um, and then I have Mississippi State in my toss column. I'm going to move that to my loss column, similar to what Memes did as well. I, I don't think our defense is going to have an answer for the air raid. And Mississippi State always plays Auburn really, really well when we play them on the road. Um, and Mike Leach, I think, is just a better coach that's going to have a better game plan put together. So he does well. At, he coaches well at home, and that team does play really well at home. So I'm going to move that to a loss. Um, and that is my amended items. Okay, not bad. But I, again, in those scenarios, Auburn still has a chance to be bowl eligible. Um, a little bit less of a chance. Um, you're only given two more wins on the season, but still a chance if we can take one of those toss-ups out of that column. So not bad right there. All right, so that's boss toss and loss amended. Got a quick question for you guys just off of that. Um, and and we didn't prep for this, so I'm putting you guys on the spot. Which program is in more disarray right now. Auburn University, Texas A&M. Who would you say is in a worse spot right now of the two schools? Uh, I definitely am going to have to go with Texas A&M here. And it sounds like I'm being biased, obviously, as an Auburn fan. But that buyout that Jimbo Fisher has is a much higher price tag than the buyout that Harson has. So... And there's really no excuse for their performance that's been happening on the field. Like, they have more talent than Auburn has right now. The recruiting off the field is there. So what is going on in yeah. <laughs> College Station? Uh, really makes you scratch your head. Um, I'm going to go Texas A&M. You know, we haven't had any off-the-field issues for the most part this season. Um, and Not we during the season, we, at least. We didn't lose to, right. <laughs> Right. Um, we didn't lose to App State at home either. So I'm going I'm going with Texas A&M. They have a, a much higher price tag to pay to get rid of their coach if they want to. How you feeling about it, Memes? Yeah, I mean, exact, that's exactly it. I, there's, a, uh, <clears throat> there's a reset button to be set for both programs, and one of the two has got a massive pile of money between them and that reset button, just an unprecedented amount of money. And... Texas A&M, it's very bizarre because they, I mean, they do have the roster positioning should be a lot better, but really what it's just coming down to the air is just, I'm going to say with the number of years he's been, I mean, it's just unexcusable bad coaching. I mean, how many years has he been at Texas A&M now? Is this his fourth or fifth year? Uh, yeah, fourth or fifth. I can't remember. So, I mean, saying. somewhere, I mean, Jimbo's been there long enough to where there's not, there's not an excuse for this thing not running like a well-oiled machine. 
especially given all the resources that they've got going on. And the fact that it's not only doing the opposite of that, it's derailing. Something's wrong. I think if you really try to look at this thing as unbiasedly as possible, maybe Auburn sympathizer, I think you got to have, you got to at least say that Brian Harson has a bit more excuses that are outside of his control for what's going on than what Jimbo Fisher has. This is four seasons for him. Got there in 2018. So this is season four for Jimbo, season two for Coach Harson here on the Plains. Um, I, I'll have to agree as far as where they are right now. I think. Uh, this offseason is going to be a big thing for Texas A&M, how they position themselves for the future, because they do, as we've already stated, have the talent. Um, and, and this is a thing that I, I talk to people about when it comes to the conversation about second year Josh Heupel versus second year Coach Harson is the coffers that he that I, either of those coaches were left. Tennessee was mismanaging talent. Auburn didn't have talent. Auburn was bereft of talent in a lot of spaces particularly the offensive line. Like there are a lot of skill players that are amazing on the Auburn football team, but the offensive line had been terrible. Josh Heupel didn't walk into that situation at Tennessee. He had an offensive line. He just had to get the play caller right or the signal caller right um, under center. Um, and and let's not forget, he walked into, you know, Knoxville thinking that Milton was going to be the savior of Texas, of, of Tennessee football, right? He didn't even start Hendon Hooker, right? So he started off pretty poorly as far as his evaluation of the quarterback is concerned. Anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. I'm just talking about coffers left, right? So the problem I see with Auburn football right now is if you get rid of Coach Harson, you're, you're in a pretty bad spot regardless. And so we're, we're going to pivot that conversation and we're going to get some final hot takes here uh, we're going to go to a quick break again and uh, you're you're right in here with the Auburn Express you got Ike Jones standing in for Mike G Ike Mac and memes we'll be right back in a second all right coming back on the other side of this break i already talked about it we're going to get into some spicy hot takes um I'm trying to see who i want to go with first just because of where i ended the last segment let me start with brandy on this one uh, about kind of the position that the Auburn football program is in right now and give us your hot take. Yeah. So my hot take is kind of to do with the coaching situation and when Harson was hired and who the other candidates were that were spoken about that were highly considered at the time. So outside of Harson, there was Brent Venables, who was a former Clemson defensive coordinator at the time. Mario Cristobal, who was a former Oregon head coach at the time, and then Billy Napier, who was the former uh, Louisiana, Louisiana head coach at the time. Now, Brent Venables is at Oklahoma as the head coach. Mario Cristobal is at Miami as a head coach, and Billy Napier is at Florida as the head coach. And I have to think that if we would have chosen any of those other three guys at the time that we would be in similar positions, a similar position to where we are now. So that's kind of my hot take is that, you know, cause a lot of people are saying and are talking about, you know, how could, how did we get to this spot and how did we hire Harson out of all of the candidates we had? Well, when you look back and, and just take a good look at the guys that we did have and now see how they're performing now. Miami just lost by double digits at home to Duke football. Yep. As that a nine, nine and a half point favorite. That um, happened. That with, happened. Hold on, wait a minute. With who as the defensive coordinator? And that's with Steele. Kevin, Kevin Steele, Steel, the other guy that people wanted to hire as the head coach. 
Right, who was also considered in this. So one, hiring either Kevin Steele or Mario Cristobal, look at where Miami's at, and their defense is actually a big part of the problem. They can't finish offensive drives. That's another story, but their defense is not great either. (laughs) Um, And then you take a look at Oklahoma, where Brent Venables is at, and yes, they are four and three now um, because they did just beat a Kansas team, but I mean, they literally did not score a single point against their biggest, one of their biggest rivals two weeks ago in the Red River showdown against Texas. Um, And they lost to TCU pretty handedly as well. And TCU is not necessarily, you know, powerhouse football program. So they are good this year, but that was embarrassing. They had two very, very bad, embarrassing losses and they got some really good talent. They have some good talent on their team. Yeah. And then you look at Billy Napier's team at Florida, and they are just not starting off that great either. They got blown out by LSU. Auburn hung around with LSU better than Florida did. So you just have to kind of take a look at those guys and how they're performing. Look at what Harson's doing and really think, like, are we are we better off or would we have been better off if we hired those guys? Um, and my hot take is no. I don't think we would be better off if we had Venables, Mario Cristobal, or Billy Napier as our head coach. So. That's I don't think that's a terrible take. Um, I think it it plays hand in hand with what what take memes is about to throw out here. And the only thing I would say in rebuttal to that is uh, the only way I could see it as possibly being better is you got to hope that if this the the schedule was you know played out the exact same way, maybe not in the same fashion as far as how bad you lose a couple of games. But let's just say Auburn is still in the four and three, three and four range with either of those guys at head coach, you at least have some more stability going into year two to hopefully turn your recruiting around. So you don't have that flux. Um, But that's really the only way that you could look at it as a positive. But to your point, those guys have not looked like power five head coaches, uh, specifically not uh, guys who are playing in the better conferences. That's no shade to the PAC 12. Actually, it's all shade to the PAC 12 um, where Mario (laughs) Cristobal came from. But um, you know, I just don't know that Auburn would have been able to have this huge turnaround that everyone thought that they would have um, in a now year two of Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, uh, Brent Venables. Brent Venables has looked atrocious as a head coach thus far. Um, It's just, I I just, I don't even know what to say about the job that they've done this far. A fundamental standpoint, like they're, half the team is off alignment on a ton of plays this season, which is not something you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma's not looked good um, on the field. I mean, they, and, and to your point, they haven't looked better than Auburn has. So um, it, it'd be interesting to see what they could do. And those are programs, by the way, when you're talking about, I mean, going back to the Texas A&M conversation or talking about Texas, uh, excuse me, not Texas, but Oklahoma, um, where they've got a ton of money, right? Like money and booster is not the issue. They can go and they can, and NIL and all the things that people think have hampered coach Brian Harson have not hampered those guys. So there's not a ton of reason that they've been a unable to field a more productive football team. But, um, but yeah, any thoughts on her hot take there memes before you get into yours? Well, just want to throw some shade back at Brent Vittables who threw shade at Auburn by making the whole comment of, I would never take that job or the, the, the alignment, yada, 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 that whole deal. Well, we'll just put it this way. In the very near future, when the only head coaching job he can get is at a high school, (laughs) he should probably be thinking, man, 
I would love to have that Auburn job all of a sudden. So just mm. want to want to remind him of that because I know I'm sure he'll be listening to this episode here. <laughs> uh, just just be careful of what you say. Don't don't have your uh, don't don't have your mouth right checks that your on the field performance can't cash because at this point he's looking like quite the jester for those comments there because yeah because he got all, all the alignment in the world and still not producing wins. So right right so. No, I mean, Brandy, Brandy's 100% on it. Uh, I think you can make some arguments for, uh, I think you're right there as far as the, where the direction of recruiting and yada, yada, yada goes. But if we're just talking what the on the field would look like with the talent that was already there, it's it's really hard to see with what we're seeing, what those guys are doing at the respective schools that they have with their talent and their resources and their positioning and their schedule, that things couldn't be any better than they are right now. So, that just goes to show that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. When everybody thinks they're at rock bottom, maybe there can be a worse situation. And I think we're seeing it there because, I mean, that would be hard to say that those weren't some of the highest guys in the last Auburn coaching search. And yeah, and it kind of makes you feel good when you're like, whew, well, dodged a bullet there. So that's uh, that's that's what I think on that. I think she's uh, I think she's I'd love to I was wondering if I could hope to argue about a hot take, but I, <laughs> I, I can't I can't really argue. So I guess uh, somebody who is listening, feel free to like tweet at us if you're mad about the hot take. We can argue on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will find a way to get their message across here. But Memes, uh, let's get into your take. What thing do you want to throw out there as a little spicy uh, coming off this bye week? Yeah, so a lot of spice. And I know I specifically chose this one because I fundamentally believe it. And I also know fundamentally people are going to disagree with it. We're going to do a little hot take segment. We need to make it hot. Because as you guys know, if you've ever seen Star Wars, y'all know that Dumbledore always says winter is coming. And winter is coming, figuratively and literally. And we need some hot takes to warm us up. So was that a Star Wars thing, Dumbledore? Yeah, it seems like you mixed your metaphors there a little bit. I don't know. I Yeah, any nerds out there, uh, feel free to uh, correct me on my quotes there. I might have... Um, yeah, I think Winter up. is Coming is a Game of Thrones reference. Dumbledore, I'm pretty sure, is Harry Potter, and then you said Star Wars. But it's all good, you know. Um, it doesn't matter. Winter is definitely coming. Let's go with the hot takes, So Hot takes. So, where we are with that. Had everything that happened in February just not happened, hmm. not made a big deal of it, not had this massive internal blow up that became very external with Auburn the recruiting situation right now not even a thing to worry about recruiting Mm -hmm. is not a problem I think you have very little hot seat talk comparatively I think you I think people talk about it questioning it but you don't go into game one oh hot seat hot seat hot seat Mm -hmm. I will even expand that hot take a little bit if you had had a sound victory against Houston I don't know if the hot seat stuff is even is anywhere near as to what it is today. Also, barring the stuff in February didn't happen. Right. So I think the February stuff, recruiting's fine because recruiting's fine. The hot seat stuff isn't as bad. If you really want to solidify that take, you have a win against Houston, probably nowhere near the level that it is right now. There will be people that will argue with me to that till they are blue in the face. I do not care. <laughs> Auburn self-imploded on that one, and they put themselves backwards in those regards. 
the momentum would not be any sort of an issue. We shot ourselves in the foot and we're just walking around bleeding out. That is my hot take. Uh, yeah, come at me on Twitter. Come at me anywhere you can find me. I love to argue about it. <laughs> it's a hot take episode. I didn't say they're going to be cold. So um, I, I don't think that's a terrible take. Um, you know, the, the question is how much better would recruiting have to be in order for Brian Harson to not be on the heart, hot seat right now, right? Like The heart seat. The heart seat. Um, that's funny. Um, but like, you know, he is on the hot seat. And, you know, currently where, where we sit in recruiting, you know, how much measurably better do you think it would be? How much damage do you think that that recruiting hot seat became or, or that specific coaching hot seat became because of the recruiting situation that was exacerbated by February. I'm thinking on that. That wasn't just a, it was a dramatic pause. It was a dramatic pause <laughs> because I was, uh, I was thinking, so I'm trying to look right now kind of where the consensus ranking is for Auburn. So Auburn right now consensus is 29, 29th. Okay. So Which is let, let's be clear, not terrible. It's, it's it's not great for an SEC powerhouse team, but overall, nationally, top thirty is not awful as people would have you imagine. But continue, right? So where that is going to rank, and I guess the the better lens to zoom in through here is where that is in the SEC. So ironically, that puts you tenth in the SEC, just a hair above Mississippi State, a little chunk below Ole Miss. So you're still getting beat by Arkansas and South Carolina. I think those are two teams that most Auburn folk would say we should not be behind them. I mean, but hey, Lane Kiffin is behind them, right? Well, but that was always things like Lane. Lane's recruiting was never really known as a strong suit. So that's the the other argument. That's the guy a lot of Auburn fans want to come to Auburn. You know, if if your argument is that Lane Kiffin's going to be a better X's and O's coach than Brian Harson, he's going to get the offense moving in a great direction. Then okay, that's. But if if you if your beef with Brian Harson is is recruiting, how does hiring Lane Kiffin solve that problem? Anyway, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. (laughs) I just don't follow the logic that a lot of people have towards their love affair with some coaches and their hatred for other coaches. But anyway. To answer um, the question, though, I'll just say real fast, Auburn would have to be, I would say, like right this particular second, they'd have to be very close to a top 15 recruiting class, I think, to make people – I think you got to be right at or within top 15 with momentum to jump high, like really good momentum to jump higher for people to really feel like, okay, we're in a really good spot with recruiting. Now, granted, it all comes down to the wire, so you could have – you could have 10 four-star sign on early signing day and comp- regular signing day and yeah. completely flop, flip that script. You just never know until it's there. But the point is it is the momentum and this and that or another, which is usually indicated what will happen. So that yeah. is what I think would change that right there. Yeah, I don't think that that's a bad take, though. I do think that that was a, derail, a derailing point in the offseason. Definitely hurt recruiting, if you ask me, uh, which you did ask me. So I'm telling you, I, I agree with you. Um, but um, Brandy, any thoughts about that hot take? I mean, I agree with you to an extent. Um, yes, I do think what happened in February like had a negative impact on recruiting and such, but you know, would it be better? It's hard for me to say that it would be better because of the on-field performance that we've seen this season. So like as of right now, not sure it would be better. Um, so I think I agree with you in a sense that it would be better, but how much better is kind of where I'm like, hmm, is it that big of a difference in terms of how much better would it be? So yeah. I think I agree with you and to a sense, but like only to a certain extent. 
All right. Okay. So you guys definitely can let us know your thoughts on those two hot takes. One more hot take, and that's coming from me here. My hot take, um, it's going to sound like I'm throwing some guys on the team under the bus, but it also has to deal with recruiting. And my hot take is that had that senior-laden offensive line not made the decision to come back, we'd be measurably better in offensive line recruiting right now than we are currently, and potentially even better because we would have gotten more transfer portal guys. The team would not be thinking to themselves, we've got this experienced line coming back that's going to come in and be able to have continuity through year two of the Harson system. If those guys decide, hey, football just isn't for me, it's time to go ahead and walk away, offensive line play would have been better day one definitely better in a recruiting standpoint going forward. Any thoughts on that from you all? Um, memes, I'll let you go first. As I say, the silence means yeah. I've got the spiciest take so far. So <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking when I get that and Brandy hit us with an, um, so gears are turning. I that that yeah that might be one of the hottest takes there because it's it's <laughs> it's predicated on the fact that you're just assuming that you're going to be able to snag up all these guys in the transfer portal. I don't think you need a, a bunch, but you would have gotten two or three, and that changes your offensive line from four bad uh, contributors to maybe one or two. Right, and then there you can make the argument of do you move pieces like you've got? Do you move Ch- Tate Johnson to another spot or? Do you keep him at center and yada yada yada? Move move some of these guys around. Yeah, I uh, I mean honestly, I'll just say this: at, at this point with the offensive line, I'm happy to entertain anything being better than what we've seen. So <laughs> I, I mean, I could, I mean, I could make if you were to say if we just took the entire defensive line and just had them at offensive line from the entire all season, it would be better. I'd probably be like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I'm I'm kind of there. Like, there's not a single take with well, if we did this offensive line, it would be better that I'm not going to disagree with. So solely based upon that fact right there, I'm going to just 100% agree. Okay. Yeah, I think my, I think maybe that's a possibility, but it's hard for me to fully agree with that with the play that we have seen from this offensive line when it comes to who they're being coached by. Um, So like the development of this O-line, like how would that look with other players? Like would they even get developed? So I kind of question the development of just that position in general, no matter who we have out there on the field. So that's my only like, I guess, kind of kicker there is like, okay, potentially yes, but they're still being coached by the same person. Um, Mm. So fundamentally, would they even like make a difference? You know, that's kind of where my only hesitation there is like the coaching aspect of it, I think. And hey, I'll go with you there because I've been a very, very just noted will friend hater. <laughs> uh, just the the performance. And like I said, it's not guys getting, and I've said this, it's not guys getting outmanned. It's guys just missing blocks. Right. That is coaching. You've got a position coach that like, hey, that's what you don't do during a game. Or don't have three guys on one person and just have two guys run unabated to the quarterback that we've also seen plenty of that as well. So I can, I can get behind that mostly because my frustrations with Will Friend have just been bubbling over like a very angry, very angry volcano at this point. And yeah, I'll, uh, 
I'll accept that as well. I guess I'm playing both sides of the aisle here. So I guess I'm the politician for that's why episode. it's a good hot take right there because you have an opportunity for people to feel like I don't know if I agree with that one right there. But yeah, so I mean, my, my whole thing about that is I just think the talent level is going to be a little bit better and you have more of the spring certainty around who's going to be in your room. Like the issue that I think that we had with Nick Brom specifically was he just in the spring. It was, they were still waiting with hope that he would come back. And then if, as it lingered on, you get put in a position where you're now trying to scramble to see who's going to be your starting center. Jaleel Irvin clearly did not work out in that spot. They tried to move Tate Johnson over. And Brandon Council being hurt meant that they couldn't make that decision with him earlier. But again, I think Brandon Council would have been a part of that group that you say doesn't come back, right? And so you have an opportunity to assess yourself in a very real way, absent of Brandon Council. Uh, Nick Brahms and probably Austin Troxel and say, okay, we need something here or we're not going to field a competitive team. And you get more aggressive in the transfer portal to get some guys in that have a little bit more on the field experience, number one, because none of the other guys that you can mention from our offensive line group right now have any of that other than Keandre Jones. And you likely have Jeremiah Wright coming up and stepping in at guard a little bit earlier. And then you have an opportunity for Killian Zaire to be still there, and then you get some more talented on-the-field experienced guys to come in to solidify that group a little bit better, hopefully, right? You can't eliminate the coaching aspect of that, but you can improve their on-the-field acumen because they've seen a little bit before then. So that's the only reason I go there. But hey, listen, the reason it's a hot take is because it requires you to, to debate it a little bit. So you guys can definitely let us know uh, I expect plenty of ads on Twitter with how crazy I am for even saying that. Uh, but hey, listen, it is what it is. You guys ask me for a hot take and there is your hot take. Any final words from either of you all before we get out of here? No, the only words I have are be Arkansas. Like we need yeah, a win. Yeah. We need a conference win. Let's find a way to get bowl eligible so we can help salvage some recruiting. Let's go win a football game this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm I'm going to go, I'm just going to plead the fifth on final words. It's been, <laughs> just we're, we gotta, we, uh, you know, the meme that we've, we've tossed around a time or two that says, put the word out there that we back up. Mm. We're not quite putting the word out there. Cause we're not quite back up. No, so, put the word out there. We need backup is what it should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drop the mic on that one. That Those are my final words. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. No, no further questions. Please respect my privacy. <laughs> All right, that's it, man. Another great edition of the uh, remix Ike Mac and Memes right here on the Auburn Express, powered by The War Report. Once again, you guys can check us out at The War Report. Um, we are The War Report on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TW Report on TikTok. Make sure you go to thewarreport.com as well to be able to read some articles about stuff that we've got going on and even cop a little War Report merch. That's it, man. We are out of here. And until the next time, and as always, War Eagle, War Report. Out. <laughs> <laughs>